Our mm-hmm. calling is not to fight the powers that be. Our calling is to submit to the power that is. We submit to the Lord Jesus and to his rule and his reign because he's the Lord. I am yours, I am yours. I Welcome am to the Gospel Center Pro Life Podcast. Some local pastors were arrested for praying outside of an abortion clinic in violation of a stay-at-home order. Join Vicki and I as we talk through this biblically and the impact that stay-at-home orders and other laws have had on pro-life ministry. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. Uh, we're here in an undisclosed location, somewhere right. inside the city of Charlotte, hunkered yeah. down in the midst of a pandemic. Right. Not trying to make light of it. No. It's a, it's a big issue, this coronavirus thing. Uh, we're all dealing with it. We're all dealing with various aspects of it, various aspects of way the way that this thing has affected our lives and mm-hmm. how, you know, I guess the, the repercussions of it and some of the decisions that um, local governments and the national, you know, federal government and state governments have made in order to tamp down on this, or I won't say tamp down, but in order to, I guess, Prevent squelch the spread, the spread mm-hmm. of this, this right. virus. Hey, listen, we, we have to acknowledge, you know, there's conspiracy theorists out there that think mm-hmm. that this has, is really not true, that the hospitals are actually empty yeah. and there's not people suffering from this, but we know that there are people suffering from, from this virus and we don't want to make light of it. Right. Um, but um, we do need to put it in perspective, mm-hmm. and I'm not just talking about economic perspective, but one of the things that we're going to talk about today, the main focus of what we're going to talk about today is uh, you know, the fact that abortion clinics remain open, right. even though non-essential uh, medical services, the federal government has said these things should stop, right. um, and you know, local governments had said that, you mm-hmm. know, they said that I think here in Mecklenburg County and the state has said that. All right. Well, they've said that all medical operations that are not uh, necessary should be postponed. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I just talked to a guy the other day mm-hmm. who said his, uh, his mother, his mother-in-law um, was supposed to have brain cancer surgery. Oh my. And that's been postponed for two months. Wow. Now, I, I mean, I'm not a doctor. Right. I don't even play one on TV. Yeah. <laughs> but. I'm thinking brain cancer surgery, probably essential. You would think. You know? Yeah. And so, you know, but we just we just came from the abortion clinic here mm-hmm. in Charlotte. How many abortion patients were there? Mobbed at least forty. Wow. Probably That's more. A, amazing. Yeah. It's 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 uh it's hard to, to wrap your mind around yeah. how folks can talk about you know, non essential services being put off until, you know, <laughs> some undefined time and yet here the abortion clinic is full, 40 abortion patients. Right. And then we talk about social distancing. Mm-hmm. There's no way. And I don't know. I know the other day they were bringing them in and they were making some of them sit out in their cars. And so, so they didn't, you know, have the building full of people. Yeah. There were a couple of days though. They had at least 30 people there and they were all inside of the building. Right. So I don't know how it was today. Did yeah. You, did I think notice? it was a mix of both of those. I, but I'm sure they, there was no way that they were keeping the social distance. Yeah. I mean, we saw even as they lined up, there was like, 10 and 10 lined up as they opened the doors and they were all I mean, they were right on each other's backs. Yes. Well, yeah, Yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy. So that's what we're going to be talking about guys. And if you're, you know, stirred up over just what (laughs) little bit we've mentioned thus far, you should be, 
Yeah. We, you know, there's there's a phony outrage that goes around in in society, and people get outraged over things they're not really outraged over. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm I don't even like the word outrage, but um, I'm outraged with abortion in general. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, obviously, full disclosure, I think abortion clinics should be shut down because they kill children. Right. right? Had really nothing to do with the coronavirus. Yeah. It should be shut down because they're killing children. Yeah. In my my opinion. And I believe in the scripture's opinion, God's yeah. opinion. Yeah. But if, if there are people who, you know, think that abortion is a good thing and, you know, abortion clinics should remain open, and yet they're talking about this social distancing. And we talked about this in our coronavirus podcast mm-hmm. where we talked about the hypocrisy about bodily autonomy. And yet now you know, the government is able to take away your bodily autonomy as long as it yeah. affects another person. So, yeah. you know, if people who are you know, pro-choice are complaining about, you know, people spreading this virus, they should be complaining about the fact that there's a building with 40 people that have come to that place that are having a, a non-essential elective surgical procedure or medical procedure. Right. Um, being potentially exposed and exposing others to, right. to this virus. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. It's uh, it, it, they should be outraged, but yeah. of course they're not because they think abortion is is an essential thing, and it's their precious little jewel that they want to protect yeah. at all costs. And even expand. I mean, it, it's becoming an excuse. Like uh, the, I have heard that there is talk of trying to get rid of the Hyde Amendment and have public funding of abortion because the coronavirus has made it so difficult for these women who have now lost their jobs yeah. to be able to get their abortion. Right. And so so there should be taxpayer funding yeah. of abortion. It's, it's, it's crazy yeah. because we've seen over the past couple of weeks since this coronavirus scare and all this, yeah. we've seen an increase in people coming for abortion. Oh, my, way. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay— so this this is ramped up, mm-hmm. having abortions and all that. And, of course, you have to ask yourself why, and I think mm-hmm. we know, because fear. We've encountered right. people now, a couple of different people, who've told us yeah. specifically that they're there for an abortion right. because of the coronavirus, they lost their job, and, yeah. and this and that. So, you know, of course, we get that, and that's why it's even more essential that we are there. Exactly. You know? Because in all the, the cases over the past few days— since the stay-at-home order, especially when people have come over and talked with us, and it's very evident that their decision to abort is is being fueled by fear that has been brought on by the coronavirus. And in the three cases that come immediately to my mind, all three of them really did not want an abortion, really did not. And as soon as we were able to take away that element of fear and talk about the hope and help that was available and talk with them about the truth of God— that all three of them chose life. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. The story from today that you shared with me, a, a couple from yeah. a country, I guess we right. probably and shouldn't another name country, the country, from another country, country. Good, good, good ways away, had some issues that they're dealing with. She didn't want to have an abortion at all, right. but felt like there's just no way in the midst right. of all of this. Right. And, of course, you know, you were able to offer them resources that, that helped them. Yeah, and, and they, they had no to, idea. And if we hadn't been there again, at just zero doubt. They, yeah. there, she was already in there. The abortionist had arrived. She was in there for the abortion, and the husband came over to talk to me. And I told him what we could offer. All legitimate things, by the way, that they already have availed themselves of. Yeah. yeah. Um, as soon as we offered them, we we made good. 
we we got the people necessary to follow through on those resources. Yeah, on so the you line. say they already have availed themselves of like they've already been plugged into those they've resources. Already, they're, absolutely, they're there. Yeah, that's uh, cool. absolutely. And they so um, they immediately went from the abortion clinic, chose life, went from the abortion clinic to the other resources that, and things that, that you connected. That's them right. With. And in fact, the the husband said, "Would you be able to do?" I told him what we could do. He said, "Can you do this now?" Yeah. And I said, "Yes." Yeah. And we did. Absolutely. And uh, that's God. I yeah, mean, God, and God engineered and, and provides, but, but the, the overarching point is that this was a, a woman who actually wanted the baby, mm-hmm. but she was absolutely adamantly set on abortion because she did not see her own way out of this mess. But we did, and yeah. God did, and if we hadn't been there, that baby would be dead. Yeah, yeah, and that's, you know, I guess springboards right into what we're talking about in this mm-hmm. podcast, yeah. which is something we're dealing with locally. You know, I've mm-hmm. I've had a few people reach out to me in light of the stay-at-home order that's been issued by Mecklenburg County. And you guys, you know, across the nation, you're probably dealing with this. There are states that have enacted stay-at-home orders or shelter-in-place orders, and there's different levels of that, and I won't get into all of that because I don't know all the ins and outs right. of that. But there are people who are dealing with this in their city, or there are people who are dealing with this, this in their state. And so you know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about a stay-at-home order. And, and ours here in Mecklenburg County was basically stay-at-home unless you're part of an essential service or you are a support uh, company or whatever right, for an essential right. service. Or you need to walk your dog. Or you need to walk your dog <laughs> or go kayaking or right. bicycling. Or by, yeah, yeah. So there are certain exceptions here. But, you know, we're dealing with that here in Mecklenburg County. Mm-hmm. It's in place for 30 days, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And then today, actually, at 5 o'clock, and we're recording this on a Monday. This is the 30th of March that we're recording this. Um, they're supposed to be a statewide thing. Right. They have some of the same language as the Mecklenburg County mm-hmm. one. Anyway, I've gotten people that, that have asked me, and, you know, even well-meaning people, some believers that are like, well, why are you guys, you know, why are you guys not abiding by this stay-at-home order? Yeah. You guys are, are breaking the law. Mm-hmm. You guys are violating this thing. And you guys are potentially exposing yourself and exposing mm-hmm. to other others mm-hmm. to this virus, and you're, you're potentially part of the problem. Yeah. And I think it's a legitimate concern for people. Listen, there's, there's a lot mm-hmm. of concern. There's a lot of people that or afraid they're going to, you know, not just that they're going to get this thing, but we should be concerned as Christians that we're not a part of the problem, that we're exactly. not spreading this this virus right. around. I don't want someone that I'm in contact with, you know, I have, you know, if I had this this virus, had it in my body, which by God's grace, I don't, mm-hmm. but if I did and I exposed an older person to it, I, I would feel horrible if I yeah. was just being haphazard. I mean, some things you can't help, but if I'm just mm-hmm. going out and being recklessly, mm-hmm. you know, exposed to this thing and exposing myself to situations that, that I don't need to, then that would be an issue. Yeah. But here's the thing. We're not doing that. Right. You know, we have friends also. You know, I told you I wanted to mention our friends with Love Life Charlotte. Or Love Life, now they're, you know, all over the country. They're um, here in Charlotte, Greensboro, Raleigh, and then now New York City, mm-hmm. and they're doing prayer walks, and that's their, their one of their primary focuses is bringing the church out to the abortion clinics to, to do prayer walks, and they were out there this past Saturday, right. and uh, their their ministry was in Greensboro, North Carolina, and they were doing a prayer walk, and the police came out because uh, Greensboro does have a stay-at-home order, and under the uh, you know authority, I guess, of the stay-at-home order, they told them they had to leave. Mm-hmm. So they did. The, the prayer walkers and the people who were there that morning left. But Justin, a good friend of mine who we had on the podcast some months ago, 
went as the founder of that ministry right. to to see what was up and and you know we believe and they believe that they had good standing to be out there right. there are certain provisions and we'll talk yeah. about those in a little bit where yeah. we stand on these things exactly and uh and certain you know we're not just kind of pulling this stuff out of the dark out of right. the air we we have lawyers that we've talked to mm-hmm. we've read through the orders we all we, 16 yeah, pages of yeah, exactly yeah. and we want to be in you know we, we want to be in compliance we're not yeah. just reckless they you know our friends with love life they're not just reckless just yeah. to go out there and do what we want we understand these are difficult times these are extenuating circumstances yeah. and there's things that we maybe could have done a, a, two months ago that we can't do now right. you know but anyway, so our friends, they went out there, That uh, Justin and, and a couple of the other guys went out there, and ultimately they were arrested. They were yeah. they were arrested, and, and they were booked, and, and then, uh, you know, let go. And they, the police, some of you guys, if you want to check, you, you can probably Google search it pretty easily, but you can see the Facebook Live that they were recording at the time. The police did not want to have a conversation with them about the what they were even out there for. They didn't want to have a conversation about, you know, the, their legal uh, ground that they were standing on to be out there. And they the just lawyer said, was there, correct? Yeah, and there was, and a, he, there was they had the there. order. They yeah. had the orders. They had the and, paperwork and in the, hand. Everything and, yeah. to show them, and the, the police officers did not yeah. want to see it, it at all. Not, he said, we're mm-hmm. past that point. Yeah. You guys either leave or you're, you're going to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, and then Monday, today, mm-hmm. actually, uh, when we're recording this podcast, a group of pastors, along with some of the folks from Love Life, uh, went back out there again to pray. There were just five of them, mm-hmm. and uh, and actually the order says you can't have a group of more than ten. So they were right. you know half of that, and again they they took them to jail. Yeah. They and also they, another thing that really just was like wow, how can they even justify this at all? Mm-hmm. And you know we listen, we honor the police, we we appreciate all that they do. It's you know there are police officers that make decisions that are that are very difficult and we get that but also police officers make decisions that like come on man you could rethink that thing so this but really this comes from the higher-ups but uh the mobile unit you know there was a mobile unit mobile ultrasound unit like what we have here in charlotte parked there near the abortion center in a parking lot where they have permission from the business to be there a legal medical facility absolutely legal within the the boundaries of the stay-at-home order you know if the abortion clinic is a medical facility mm-hmm. and you know it's a medical facility because it has medical staff and medical equipment the mobile ultrasound units are as well there mm-hmm. there's medical staff there's an rn mm-hmm. or a sonographer that's been mm-hmm. trained that has a medical license mm-hmm. under the state of north carolina there's medical equipment, right. you know. The all the HIPAA laws unit, yeah. and confidentiality stuff, laws yeah. apply. They followed all the CDC yeah, exactly. recommendations to keep it nice and clean and Yeah, but they safe. were told that they had to leave and so yeah. they had to they had to pack up and leave or they would have gone to jail and maybe they right. would have towed away their mobile unit. I don't know. Who knows? So one one medical facility is told to leave. The other medical facility is deemed essential. And what was the difference between the two? The message. Yeah. I mean that's exactly what it was. And you know, yeah. I'm again I'm not a lawyer. We do have lawyers that we're that mm-hmm. we're dealing with from our end and I know yeah. Love Life does as well. Mm-hmm. But just on on its face, mm-hmm. there's an obvious bias there. It right. seems to me that with this, you know, public emergency, with this, you know, emergency designation. Right. They were state of emergency. That's state the term we were looking for earlier. Right. The state yeah. of emergency designation yeah. has given people who you know, who are limited by the Constitution, limited by other laws, to, uh, it's just given them free reign to just 
run all over people's rights. And that's, that is not the way that it ought to be. Yes, Based we on understand. fear and safety, which is Based how on this fear and often safety, Capitalizing happens. on people's fear right. and people's desire Sense for safety. safety. They're yeah. just pushing the Constitution to the side. And that's, yeah. that's a grievous thing. Now, yeah. one of the things I do want to say, and this, mm-hmm. is, this is something I said to you earlier mm-hmm. that I want folks that are listening to understand. We, we, as a ministry, our job and our calling from the Lord is not to fight the powers that be. Right. It's not to you know put a stake in the ground and, and fight right. constitutional battles, even no, though we nowhere do. in our mission statement does it say anything about exactly, that. Exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. Although we do have a federal lawsuit against the city of Charlotte because of them infringing on our First Amendment mm-hmm. rights, it's not our primary calling, and we don't want to get wrapped up in in anything else. Right. We don't want to we don't want to be in the lawsuit that we're in right now. But right. there comes a point where you're pressured by mm-hmm. you know we're pressured by the city or by other you know, government entities where you you can't just abide. Yeah. And I know that for folks that are asking, you know, aren't we supposed to obey the law of the land? We talked about this some months ago in another podcast mm-hmm. about civil disobedience and, and mm-hmm. Romans chapter 13 and all that stuff. And aren't we supposed to obey the law of the land? Mm-hmm. Yes, we we are supposed to obey the law of the land. But when the law of the land is in contradiction to the law of God, mm-hmm. clearly laid out in Scripture, we have to respectfully decline to obey when it, yeah, you know, yeah. when it's in obvious contradiction yeah. to God's word, which is true. But in this case, we don't even need to worry about that. Honestly, yeah. within the statute itself or the ordinance itself, we are justified in being there. Yeah, and yeah. so, you know, maybe. Can you just give us kind of a a review or an overview of of what the content of that stay-at-home order states that we see as being justification for us to be there? And then maybe later we could even talk about how the lawyer also went over that with us and justifies yeah, yeah, those yeah. areas. So we have uh, attorneys with the Thomas More Society that are mm-hmm. helping us out with our federal case against right. the city for um, infringing upon our rights to use signage and giving out literature and all that other stuff. Yeah. We won't get into those details. But anyway, they've they've written for us a letter as they've gone through this stay-at-home order, mm-hmm. and they've given us a letter that basically says, you know, you're, you're in compliance because of this, this, and this, and this. Right. Now, I don't know if I've already said this, but I do want to make this clear that we are taking the CDC recommendations very, very seriously. seriously. You know, we even yes. have marks on the pavement. We every marked six it out. Foot. Every yeah. six feet, all every the six way feet. down the sidewalk. We're not high-fiving. We're not nope. hugging. We're not nope. handshaking. We're being very yep. intentional about being spread out. Yep. We're sanitizing our hands after mm-hmm. every interaction we have with mm-hmm. someone if they stop and take our, our literature. Mm-hmm. And you might say, well, you're passing out literature. That's that's not in, in accordance with the CDC recommendations. Well, if you're going to a place to get drive-through food, you're you're doing more than what we're doing and passing out a piece of information. Yeah. They're in handing you a bag of food. Of exactly, up. exactly. Yeah. So I mean, there's listen. We understand there are certain risks just being out in public. Mm-hmm. There's a certain risk that's involved in being exposed to this virus. We get it, but yeah. is the risk worth it? Like when you go to the grocery store, mm-hmm. you yeah. are you are risking getting exposed, or if you carry this thing and don't know it, exposing other people. Mm-hmm. But is the reward, for lack of a better term, worth the risk? Right. Of course, you need groceries, right? right? You've got yeah. to do that. There's certain things yeah. you have to do. There are certain yeah. essential things. And so are we risking being on the sidewalk, even though we're spread out, even though we're sanitizing our hands, even though we're doing all the things that we ought to be doing, social mm-hmm. distance, no more than 10 people, all of that? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Is there a risk? Yes. But is the you know, reward, I guess, for lack of a better term again, worth the risk? Yes. Yeah. Because what is the reward? Well, it's just what you shared earlier. Yeah. It's those babies get a voice and women who, who would be back and forth in their mind and their heart about the abortion are getting a choice. Yeah. We're offering them a choice. We're offering them hope. We're offering yeah. them alternatives yeah. and, and the word of God. So yeah. anyway, to jump into what the stay at home order says a little bit, I think I've already mentioned it and the, where we kind of fit in with this thing, right. you know, the, right. it's, yep. you, you're not supposed to be out unless it's an essential thing. There's certain mm-hmm. essential things that have been laid out. But one of the things I did want to mention just and right away in this stay-at-home order, it says pro- prohibited activities. It says mm-hmm. all public and private gatherings of more than 10 people are prohibited. Right. So what does that tell me? Well, that tells me that one that public and private gatherings that are under 10, 10 people or under mm-hmm. are not prohibited. They're right. actually allowed. Yeah. So we fit under that criteria, no, right. no problem. Because we have been intentional. There have been times... Yeah. Where, you know, we've had more than 10 people out on the sidewalk. In our history in the past. In our, in our history. Yeah, yeah. But now, since yeah. this thing, since these CDC recommendations, mm-hmm. we've been intentional about not having more than 10 people. We we've, have. We've we, tried to be very intentional about this. Right. And uh, we, we're limiting our teams to four or five people. Yep. You know, and we that even has tell been people, put out there. And yeah. we've, we've even sent some home or we've sent them elsewhere so that we are definitely yeah. in compliance there. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, that you know, right away, that's that's one of the things that I see. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, and this is, I'm not going to name out the sections and all this because I'm sure people aren't going to be looking through this, but another right. thing it talks about here, it says that you can leave your home for essential activities, and these are these permitted activities, I'll just read the titles for health and safety, so if you need to go to a doctor's appointment or emergency situation, even for, for pets, by the way, if you yeah. need to take your pet to the veterinarian, right. you can do that. Yeah. Under this order yeah. uh, for necessary supplies and services. So basically you can go to the store, you can go get food and get other things that are necessary mm-hmm. for outdoor activity. And mm-hmm. that's the one I think you mentioned earlier. Yeah. So you can engage in outdoor activity as long as you social distance. Mm-hmm. So you can go and it says out here uh, by way of example and without limitation, walking, hiking, golfing, running, cycling or using the greenways. Um, and so you can you can go and it says even go into parks, but you just can't play on the park. Uh, <laughs> the playground. <laughs> on the per- Cause, playground yeah, because solid surfaces apparently can carry the virus longer. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, I, I get you know, that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next part is for um, certain types of work, mm-hmm. and here's where it talks about health care and public health operations, human services, and, and all these other things. Mm-hmm. And, and, and listen, we know. If, listen, if they're going to deem the abortion clinic is to fit in this criteria, this yeah. is a, uh, a public health organization or whatever, then the mobile unit who yeah. serves the same clientele yeah. fits in that category as well. And, you know, whether we by extension are applied to that or not, in some people's minds, we believe that we are because we, yeah. you know, we're, our teams are operating Alongside that mobile unit, and you you go on board, you go on board and, and us, council us on and, board. We're required to be there as as the witness. Yeah, um, there needs to yeah, be two absolutely. medical care people on on board there, and and that our counselors are the ones that are witnessing, and and counseling with the resources. Yeah, yeah, and continuing on, you know, it talks about 
and this is in section three. I don't know if you have it on here, but mm-hmm. again, people aren't probably following along, and that's okay. fine. You should right. probably shouldn't because it's a bunch of some of it's a bunch of legalese stuff yeah. anyway. But it talks about reproductive reproductive health providers, mm-hmm. and of course, we know they that's are, they probably are exempt. They yeah, are exempt, exempt from the state. They're at home. exempt from the state. Reproductive health care providers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you know that's stuck in there to let abortion clinics stay open. Exactly. <laughs> but. Uh, but what's reproductive health? Of course, yeah. Pregnancy is reproductive health. Yeah. Pregnancy yeah. is normal. It's not a disease. And so they, those who are helping to sustain that pregnancy and give the moms resources and, and medical assistance so that they can continue on with a healthy pregnancy certainly fall under this category. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly what the RV oh, does yeah, yeah. and that we yeah, support. No doubt about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. again, they serve the same clientele as the abortion clinic does, except for the goals are different. For mm-hmm. the abortion clinic, obviously, it's to make money off of killing the child. For the mobile unit, it's to not make any money because they don't. Right. Um, but offer free help to the woman so she doesn't feel like she has to go through with the abortion, right, kill right, a child. Right. And also it talks about human service operations. Mm-hmm. And this is where it talks not just about medical stuff, but it talks about social services and offering certain resources and things to, to meet their needs. And, you know, we certainly fit right in that category. In this, it talks about social services. It talks about um, um, shelters, homeless shelters and things like that. It talks about helping those who are at disadvantage, otherwise needy is what it says. Economically disadvantaged individuals, and those are the bulk of the people who really, they're there for an abortion, and they are there and often choose life when they meet with us because the services, the human services that we are offering are helping these economically disadvantaged individuals. Yeah. So, you know, kind of what we're doing, guys, is just going through this, this order and we're saying that we're in compliance with this thing. I yep. mean, this thing is, is laid out with some pretty clear exceptions, some pretty clear definitions of what's essential. And the mobile unit certainly does. And then we as a ministry fit into this criteria. I mean, we believe if if the abortion clinic is open and it's considered an essential service, then for us to be there and to offer those women a choice is also essential. Yeah. And, you know, of course, that's from our perspective, but from the perspective of this stay-at-home order as yeah. it's laid out here, yeah. we, we, we're we essential. Exactly. And here's what it goes on to say. It says, um, and this is talking about essential businesses and operations. So it's naming out some essential businesses and operations. Mm-hmm. And, and and this is one of the categories. Of course, it talks about groceries and, and medicine and food and beverage and agriculture. Mm-hmm. When it says organizations that provide charitable and social services. Um, so it says businesses and religious and secular nonprofit organizations, including food banks, when providing food, shelter, and social services, and other necessities of life for economically disadvantaged or otherwise needy individuals. I mean, that's exactly what do, what we do, because um, you know we plug these. Listen, we have a list of these services. We have a list of these food pantries. Yeah. But we also have our own ministry that we provide yeah. baby clothes and, and baby items, yeah. diapers and all those yeah. things. So in, Certainly in, people need those things in the midst of a pandemic like this, right? And they very do, much no so. doubt. Very much so. And, and you know, we, we fit, uh, we're charitable, we're nonprofit, we provide the social necessities of life for needy individuals. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And of course, again, we provide those babies a voice, so we're we're right. essential so that those babies that are in the womb, but also those women, would uh 
would have a choice. Yeah. Because otherwise, the abortion clinic does not offer a choice. They're yeah. not going to help them. They're yeah. not going to help meet the needs that they have. Right. They're not going to plug them into, you know, organizations and ministries that can help meet their needs. You know, you know what? Because they're for profit. They're they're a business. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think um, so, a, a couple that came on on Saturday illustrates this point so well. There was one of them had had four abortions. Yeah. And and what she talked about was that she kept having abortion after abortion after abortion because she would get the abortion, but the abortion center didn't provide the the services that she needed or the recommendations or the resources or the anything, the counseling, yeah. anything that might lead to her not ever returning for another abortion, for another abortion. But that's what we do. Right. That's yeah. what we do so that they don't have to keep coming back or feel that they have to keep coming back for abortion after abortion and abortion. Well, she specifically said from the little write-up that you showed me that, yeah. you know, if someone would have been here yeah. saying what you guys were saying and offering them what you guys were offering, then I, I, I likely wouldn't have gone she that She would have made another choice, she thought. And, yeah. and that's why we're there. Yeah. Again, what does that say? That that speaks to the essential nature of what we're doing. That's right. Essential, if your mindset isn't that killing the baby is the way to deal with the struggles yeah. that an unexpected pregnancy brings. Yeah. And and that mindset we categorically reject. Yeah. We believe that that there is never a valid reason for taking an innocent human life. And therefore, that's why we're there, speaking from that perspective and providing the resources that that is not deemed necessary. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, speaking to, you know, you mentioned, and I mentioned that we had attorneys that were that we're dealing with, with right. our federal lawsuit, but also they've drafted up a letter for us yeah. uh, as it pertains to this order. And, you know, what we want to do is we want to, as best we can abide by any law, any order. We're not, listen, as Christians, we shouldn't just be lawless individuals thinking the government can't tell me what to do. I know I shared with you guys, you know, in the, in the coronavirus podcast, and I'm that kind of guy where I don't like the government telling me what to do. Stay mm-hmm. out of my business. I'll mm-hmm. do what I want. But I'm also a guy that's submitted to the Word of God. And I know the Word of God tells me that I should submit to the government. But as I mentioned earlier, if the government tells me to disobey God, then at that point, I can't obey that. And, you know, I can respectfully decline to, to obey that order. Yeah. But the Bible tells us very clearly. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 31, verses 8 and 9, we probably quote it, most quoted scripture that, that we quote mm-hmm. as a ministry. Open your mouth for the speechless. Mm-hmm. For in the case of all who are appointed to die, mm-hmm. open your mouth, judge righteously, plead the cause of the poor and needy. That is not a suggestion from God. That is a command from the Lord right. that we have taken very seriously as a mm-hmm. ministry, which is why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. That's a command from God. And just like the apostles, John and, uh, and Peter, when they were told by the Pharisees and the religious leaders of that day to stop speaking about the name of Jesus— they didn't just throw off and disregard the uh, the leaders. They mm-hmm. said, we must obey. I mean, you can just, to me, when I read that scripture, I can just hear the humility in Peter's mm-hmm. voice. We must obey God rather than man. It's like, mm-hmm. we don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And when the government tells us we can't be out there, yeah. and, you know, thankfully, they've not told us that. Yeah. Thankfully, here in Charlotte, they've not said you can't be out here. Right. They've just said, here's certain criteria, and we meet those criteria, and so so we're out there. Right. In Greensboro, it's not not like that, though. They've yeah. been told expressly, you can't be out here. Right. You know, I, I watched one of the videos. This is kind of funny. I watched one of the videos of um, of Love Life and, and in the midst of them being arrested, and you can yeah. see a bicycler 
walking his bike right by there, and the police aren't saying anything to him. Yeah. They're they're not doing anything more than he's doing. Exactly. You know, they're at the same location, but it's basically they're targeted because they're known to be opposed to abortion. And that's right. like that's that's scary. Yeah, that's scary stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so you know, as uh, as those who want to honor God mm-hmm. and those who want to do what's right. What's it, you know, you know, I, I want to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. And I've asked myself this question. How's it going to be if they start to do that here in Charlotte? If they start to say, right. hey, right. you guys can't be out here. I Even though we know we're in, we're in accordance I with know. this thing. And we have yeah. lawyers that have looked at this thing. How's it going to be? What are we, yeah. How are we going to handle this thing? Yeah. Can we still honor God and, and remain yeah. out there? And I've honestly had quite a few sleepless nights um, wrestling with that and thinking about that. Because... My strong conviction based on careful study of Scripture is that we are commanded to be there. And I know I specifically have been called to be out on that sidewalk. And I also know that I am abiding to the letter and even the spirit of of what is written in these stay-at-home ordinances. Mm -hmm. So I must obey God. Yeah. And how will that play out? We'll see. Yeah. I guess you never know till you're in that situation. Yeah, I know, you know, one of the, the concerns that I have, you know, the past, so this thing for us in Mecklenburg County came into effect Thursday of last right. week. Yeah. We have a state order that I mentioned earlier that's going to come into effect today at five, actually, here in just a, a little bit. So right. we better get yeah. out of here quick. Yeah. But, uh, um, you know, with what happened in Greensboro, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this is not going to embolden our local authorities. But also, you know, we have a city council that is not favorable to us. They've tried yeah. to attack, you know, every area of speech that we employ. Right. And there's been one of the city council leaders, uh, Julie Eiselt, here in mm-hmm. Charlotte, that has been very vocal and said, you know, the police need to shut this thing down. She mm-hmm. was doing that last Saturday. She's, mm-hmm. you know, apparently good friends with some of the pro-abortion people that, <laughs> that stand yeah. out there and oppose us and yeah. and uh, probably good friends with the abortion clinic owners and stuff, too. And, you know, I'm just I'm concerned that the pressure that she's going to put is going right. to almost force the hand of CMPD to yeah. to do something similar to what Greensboro did. Right. And right. you know, I have to ask myself. Listen, I'm I'm a man with eight kids, a wife and yeah. eight kids, and you yeah. know, I certainly don't want to be locked up. I don't want right. to be. You know, uh, I don't have the money just to yeah. throw away on on lawyers yeah. and and uh, legal fees and and paying citations or whatever. So how yeah. how am I going to handle this thing? Right. What before God? How can I how can I honor Him and 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 do what I'm called to do? And not go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so we're do, a- we're doing our best. We have carefully read the entire. Both of us have read the entire ordinance. We have spoken with our lawyers, and our lawyers have drafted this letter. And yeah. we are abiding by what we believe is our civic duty, yeah, a, as well as our moral and God-given duty. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what did the lawyers say? Basically, what's what's the bottom line of of their justification letter? Yeah, I mean, so the bottom line uh, is some of the things that we've already gone through. Yeah. You know, the reproductive health thing. You know, mm-hmm. the the fact that if these reproductive health care, you know, these abortion clinics can remain open, mm-hmm. and what we're doing as a charitable, you know, because they name about the organizations that provide charitable and social services. Mm-hmm. What we're doing is we're reaching the people that are going in there with these charitable and social services. They also mentioned, which I'm very thankful for, 
about how we were there proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ and advocating for life. And so they talk about the outdoor provision. You can be outdoors and you can do outdoor activities. Mm -hmm. Outdoor activities like walking and running, mm -hmm. that's what we're doing on the sidewalk. That's we're right. walking. Yeah. We're not running. We're walking. We just yeah. choose to do that in front of the abortion clinic. That strip of sidewalk there in front of the abortion clinic. In fact, I have a health app on my phone. Yeah. And Saturday, while I was ministering to the women who stopped to talk with me, I put in five miles on my. Wow, I know that's amazing. So you were you were getting <laughs> in your outdoor activities. I was getting my outdoor activity while sharing the gospel and yeah. and the hope yeah. and help of, of many resources. Yeah, so I mean that's what they're they're citing. Of course, they talk about the mobile unit and they talk about it offering you know reproductive health care. Mm -hmm. um, then they talk about which I told them you know hey listen guys we're checking all the boxes we're doing all the CDC stuff and they talk about that how these these folks are abiding by these social distancing requirements. And so, you know, the reason why I wanted to do this podcast really is to let folks know who, who might be concerned, mm -hmm. and rightly so. Mm -hmm. You know, are you guys just being reckless? Are you just out there because you feel like you got a bone to pick with the city mm -hmm. of Charlotte? Or you feel like, you know, you're, you're some social justice warrior that, mm -hmm. you know, got to fight the powers that be? No, in, in no way. Yeah. We're out there because those babies don't have a voice. We're out there because God calls us to be out there, and we're doing everything that we can, shy of not being on the sidewalk, doing everything that we can yeah. to not be a part of the problem of spreading this virus. Yeah. We get it. It's, it's a problem. We're not making light of it at all. Right. But we also have a mandate from the Lord mm -hmm. that we are committed to. Yeah. And and before yeah. God, I can't in good conscience stay right, home. Right. Well, I, I don't know if I don't believe we have talked about this on any of our other podcasts. And I really think it, it's actually pretty funny. But I think it's important to talk about when we arrived at the sidewalk yeah. on, on Thursday morning. <laughs> it's, a wonderful really sight <laughs> met our eyes. So we're, we're coming, Daniel and I, thinking... Well, I, I told my husband, you may have to bail me out today. Yeah, this is when the so, uh, stay-at-home order had that's gone into correct. effect Thursday morning. That's correct. Yeah. So I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I won't know till I'm in this situation. Pretty sure Daniel's going to be in jail. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're and you're I, sure and, I was going, right? And I might. So, you know, be prepared. You know, you might be eating dinner alone. But um, so we, we come to the sidewalk, and, and what do we see? Yeah, so... Uh, and as I told you, and I put it on Facebook, this is one of the most encouraging things I've right. seen in a long time. Right. The pro-abortion people uh -huh. had taken the liberty to write on the sidewalk uh -huh. and name us in particular, C4L. They right. named John 753, which is the, the woman caught on adultery. And it says, you know, Jesus said, he who's without sin cast the first stone. And then it says they all went home. The exact verse that they put said, yeah. then they all went home. And we kind of laughed. Well, that's yeah. a pretty good verse. That's, a, yeah, <laughs> that's that, not bad. And, and they all went home. <laughs> Well, of course, if you read on in the context, it tells us Jesus didn't go home. He actually stayed and taught in the temple. But another piece of their sidewalk art said Jesus would have stayed home. Right. Jesus right. would have stayed home. And, right. and, of course, you know, that brings to mind the Scripture tells us that he left his glorious abode to come to this place. Yeah. And he took on the form of a man yeah. so that he could save us wretches. You know, Jesus right. didn't, didn't stay say, home. Well, he left even, that place. Even three verses later, so John 8, verses 1 to 2, it's right, the, the next verse. Uh -huh. But Jesus. <laughs> but Jesus. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Uh -huh. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him and he sat down. To teach them, yeah. Jesus didn't even go home in what they cited. Yeah, yeah, that's and which is really funny. But I said that, that's encouraging because they knew that in spite of that order, 
that we would be out there. They we, were not there, by the way. They were not. They were not. Not a yeah, single one of them Thankfully, they've not there. been. And actually, you know, I don't know if I shared this with you. I'll uh-huh. share it now. Okay. Um, they put out on their social media that they plan on shutting down their operations completely until this thing passes. Okay. So, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Praise God. <laughs> yeah, praise <laughs> the Lord. I'm glad not to have them out there. But I'm glad for the encouragement that they gave, that, that we have established, you know, by God's grace, we've established our character in such a way that there was no doubt in their minds right. that we would be out there yeah. on that sidewalk. They knew yeah. that as long as that abortion clinic was open, that Cities for Life, that our folks were going to be out there on that sidewalk. Yeah. And, you know, by God's grace, that's what we intend to do. Yeah. Again, not just to be lawless, not because we, we feel like we have this bone to pick with the city or we're going to fight the powers that be. Our mm-hmm. calling is not to fight the powers that be. Our calling is to submit to the power that is. How do you like that? Right, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's very good. And we submit to the Lord Jesus and to his rule and his reign because he's the Lord. That's because right. he is God. Yeah. And we're not just going to say, Lord, Lord. We're going to really do what he says. And what does he say? Take up our cross. Follow him. What does he say? Love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Whatever you've done to the least of these, you've done it unto me. Yeah. Proverbs 31, 8 and 9. Yeah. Open your mouth for the speechless. That's what we intend to do by God's yeah. grace. So I want to encourage you guys who are listening. Please pray for us as a ministry. You know, Listen, this is a difficult time for everybody. Mm-hmm. I do not envy the stuff that pastors have to deal with and making decisions about their congreg- right. congregations yeah. not meeting. I don't envy what government officials, the decisions they have to make. I don't envy the police department, some of those police officers that made the arrest of our friends that love life. I'm sure some of them were believers and probably right. didn't want to do that, but felt right. like they had to. Mm-hmm. I don't envy their position at all. Yeah. <laughs> but... We're all in a difficult position. We're all in a, in a circumstance where we have to make difficult decisions. And mm-hmm. so just pray for us as a ministry, if you think about it. Because, listen, babies are st- still dying. Yeah. We're still called to be out there. And listen, we're seeing, we saw four babies saved on Saturday. Saturday, yeah. God is yeah. doing amazing things in spite of this yeah. thing. So and, the, and that evening, um, after those four babies were saved, one of them I had the privilege of counseling on, on the RV. Yeah. And that evening I got a text from her. This was a woman who is strongly abortion-minded. And, um, and I got a text from her that evening that said, Thank you for saving my child. Yeah. And I loved that she used the word child because yeah. that humanized instantly. No longer was it just this clump. Of yeah, tissues. yeah. This was her child, and she was going to do anything from that point forward to protect that baby. And if we hadn't been there, that would be a very different yeah. um, story. Yeah. It's amazing that baby what, would be what the dead. Lord will do if we just show yeah. our, show up and, and yeah. make ourselves available to be used by Him. Right. So, Amen. again, pray for us as a ministry. As we always do, we want to refer you to our Sidewalks for Life website, sidewalks the number four and life.com. Maybe we should do an article about serving God in the midst of a pandemic or something. Right. Like that. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we will. Yeah. We put articles out on a regular basis. Mostly Vicki writes those because she's a writer and it takes me like four months to write one sentence. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I'm going to refer you to that website. Certainly reach out to me, dparks at citiesforlife.com. Reach out to Vicki, vcasiorg at citiesforlife.com. We'd love to hear from some of your feedback. Please share this podcast with your friends and family. But until next time, God bless. Give me an outlet for love Give me an outlet for gratitude I know it will cost me my life Nothing's too precious since I met you